0: That was amazing. That was amazing. Have a seat, everyone. Let's hear it again for Kids in Praise. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you guys for leading us. Well, a little more for the kids. I got some questions, kids. How many kids are glad to be out of school? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of like school? How many guys are glad to be out of school? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And for the student crowd... How many of you had a uh, finals last week? Anybody have finals last week? How many of you had an English final last week? So how many of you, the, the commas, it makes you crazy. When to use them, when not to use them. This is for everybody. How many people, commas, make you crazy? All right. I want to let you know that it's not just students that have trouble with commas. I have for you a bunch of signs. These signs are created by adults, professionals, sign makers, and there's usually some problems with commas and punctuation. Take this one, for instance. Toilet, only for disabled, elderly, pregnant children. (laughs) Hunters, please use caution when hunting pedestrians using walking trails. Okay. Now, this one's not commas, but you're supposed to eat this, but yet they've put it in air quotes. It's sushi hmm i like this one this one like tries to give you a warning but then it takes it all away all fields are closed no trespassing violators will be prosecuted <laughs> so i guess going out there is just a suggestion now this one's got this i, I wonder what these popsicles did because it's got the addressing comma on it no popsicles <laughs> bad popsicles and then I think this is my favorite line, Rachel Ray finds inspiration in cooking her family and her dog. <laughs> so we've been focusing on a different Christmas carol every week, and uh, this Christmas Eve we're going to look at God rest you merry gentlemen. Or is it God rest you Mary gentlemen? Do you see when you see this in print, the comma moves around. Different hymnals put the comma in different places. Sometimes they put the comma after you. So it's, God rest you, merry gentlemen. And then other times you'll see it after Mary. God rest you, Mary, gentlemen. So let's just take a vote. Where are we going to put this comma? How many people would prefer to see the comma after you? God rest you, merry gentlemen. All right about half in this one and then how many people would prefer to see after Mary God rest you Mary gentlemen okay far fewer far fewer okay now we'll say in a moment which one's correct but first let's consider our options if the comma is after the you God rest you Mary gentlemen then the meaning of the sentence is that we have a bunch of merry gentlemen and they need some rest we also have a lot of merry ladies but it's a uh, 1760 when they're writing this song so they don't got their inclusive language thing down yet so we got a lot of married gentlemen and they need some rest so if that's the meaning of the song then the sermon goes like this sleep deprivation is killing our society scientists doctors they're all telling us that we need to get some sleep sleep has been linked to anxiety to depression sleep has been linked to diseases of all kinds up to and including certain kinds of cancer I counsel, uh, the Bible doesn't say a lot about sleeplessness, but when it does, the Bible often equates sleeplessness with anxiety, restlessness, and worry. Psalm 127, verse 2. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to the ones he loves. I have to counsel sleep several times a year to folks. I will have folks that come into my office. They are in crisis. The wheels are falling off the wagon. They're all strung out. And I'm talking to them. I can tell that. And I ask, when's the last time you slept? Oh, like three days ago. Okay. I'm like, you have got to treat yourself like a human being. You've got to eat food. You've got to drink water. And you've got to get some sleep. And then come back next week. Because right now, I can't open the scriptures to you. I can't pray with you. I can't talk with you because you're frazzled. You're not there. You need to sleep. Spiritual masters in the Christian faith have written about sleep. Listen to what some great Christian writers have said about sleep. Sleep is when we admit that we are human and not God. Sleep is when we admit that we need rest. We are not infinite. Sleep is when we lay our head on the pillow and turn control of the world over to God for the night. Sleep is when we lay our head on the pillow and we turn control of the world back over to God for the night. So one of the best, most spiritual things that you could do this Christmas season is to take a nap. Can I get an amen? So it's good advice, it's sound advice, it's spiritual advice. Unfortunately, it's not right with the song. In fact, the song, God Rest You, Mary, Gentlemen, the comma in the most original and old forms goes after Mary. God Rest You, Mary, Gentlemen. Now what does that mean? In 18th century English, God Rest You, Mary means God Keep You, Mary. God bring you to rest in this merry place. And that's what it means. Now, merry, what does merry mean? Merry means to be joyful. It means to be hopeful. It means to live with a lightness about you. Now, I'm aware in modern English that merry can also mean drunk. But I assure you, the song does not mean God keep you drunk, gentlemen. I'm also aware that all over the internet, in fact, the first 15 results you get when you type in what does Mary mean, say that Mary means mighty. And this, children, is why you cannot use your Google searches and your papers at school. I know it drives you crazy, but even if the first 15 search results agree, they're still wrong. You cannot find a, a, an article, I'm sorry, you cannot find a dictionary in the English language nor an ancient writing in which Mary means mighty, and we're running around wishing each other mighty Christmas and God keep you mighty. That was written in one book called The Meanings Behind Christmas Carols, and it got so popular that it spread everywhere on the internet. But it's like, it's like a linguistic urban legend. Mary means to be joyful, hopeful, and live with a lightness about you because there's a lot of heaviness in our world. And I guess it's always been that way. This Christmas song from the 18th century has mention of heavy spiritual things. Did you, did you catch some of the lyrics? The, let nothing you dismay to save us all from Satan's power when we have gone astray. Later in the song, it says, let nothing you affright. Let nothing frighten you from Satan's power and might. This is the only Christmas song I know where the devil gets two mentions. This is heavy, heavy stuff. So it seems that whether you're at Christmas in our century or Christmas in the 18th century with the song or Christmas in the first century with Jesus or all the centuries before that, God has always been saying to us, yes, these times are hard. Yes, there are scary things happening. And there always have been. These spiritual forces of darkness have been in the world from shortly after your appearance in the world. But with God in your corner, there is no need to fear. There is no need to dismay. You can face these times. You can face these dark forces with a sense of relaxed comfort and assured joy because God has got this. I remember I was in the kitchen one time, and my daughter came running into the kitchen. She was only about two years old. And she says, Daddy, why is it raining in your bedroom? Uh, Why would she say that? So I went down there, and the reason why she said that is because it was raining in the bedroom. I'm not talking about a little drip, drip. I'm talking an entire soffit soaked through and raining in a curtain all the way across the room. I'm like, what is this? I run outside. There's nothing falling. It's snowy. It's cold. The sun's starting to shine, but there's not even rain coming out of the gutters. There's no pipes in the ceiling above my bedroom. I have no idea what's happening. So because I'm so handy... I do what I always do in these times, call my father-in-law. I'm like, Bob, it's raining in my bedroom. And without asking any clarifying questions, without having to think about it, he said, there's an ice dam formed in your gutters. The sun's shining on your roof. The water's running down. It's underneath that ice. You can't see it, but there's nowhere for it to go because your gutters are frozen solid, so it's backing up into the soffit. I'm on my way. And even though all I could do is stand there for 10 minutes watching it rain in my bedroom because somebody was coming who knew what to do, I had comfort. So we get out there and he says, okay, what you got to do is you got to get up there and you've got to drill holes in the bottom of the aluminum gutter to let the water out. I'm like, awesome. I am, I am so afraid of heights. So I am that worthless son-in-law that you do not want your daughter to bring home so he calls up there in fact he calls my dad surely two old men equal one young man (laughs) who's worthless so they get up there and they got their one inch drill bits and they're drilling through the bottom of my aluminum gutters and every time they punch a hole (laughs) water comes shooting out under pressure and when they get about eight holes in the gutter it stops raining in the bedroom of course now i got a rain gutter that has eight one inch holes it's not going to hold water and they're like we'll fix it in the spring they're out of there First thing in the spring, a hail storm comes and pulverizes the roof. So I have the insurance adjuster out, and he's like, yeah, your roof is, is cremated. You're getting a new roof. He said, but you also have some amazing hail damage to your rain gutters. <laughs> he thought these perfectly round one-inch holes were caused by hail. I'm like, dude, that was a meteor storm if it's punching through aluminum. But I did not correct him because God's got this. I'm getting a new roof, and I don't have to fix the rain gutters. God is like that. When it's raining in our lives and we don't know what's causing it, he knows and he shows up. And that's the whole meaning of the Christmas story. When we look in that manger, we say, good, God is on his way. God is showing up. He will know what to do. So yeah, there's a lot to be afraid of right now. And if all that fear, if that's somehow doing you some good, then I I won't take it from you all the politics stuff going on and all the hate and the bigotry and division in our country and things you may be dealing with in finances and health and, and family troubles. If fear is doing it for you, okay, but do you know what actually helps in my experience? In my experience, what actually helps? If you're having trouble with someone in your family, go to them and look them in the eye and say, whatever's going on, I love you. I want you to know that. And if you're having trouble with someone at work or someone at church or something like that, just, just think and pray a little bit about something you're grateful for about that person, something they have done well. You may have to think real hard. And just write them a note, send them a note of thanks and gratitude. And kneel at the foot of your bed and pray, God, I can't do this. This is too big for me. I cannot control this. I turn it over to you and I'm asking you, God, to answer my prayer and then go to bed and see what God will do with it by morning. I know how dumb that sounds. I know. That's why I didn't do it for 20 years. I thought, surely somewhere in this Bible it'll tell me how I can fix this. I just need to try a little harder but i'm standing here tonight to tell you i wish i had done what i just told you to do 20 years ago do it tonight look someone in the eye and say whatever's going on i love you i want you to know that and send someone a note of encouragement and thanks for what they have done and kneel at your bedside tonight and pray god i can't handle this i can't control this i turn this over to you and i pray you will answer my prayer and then go to bed and see what he can do by morning god keep you god rest you god rest you mary everyone and then we'd like to leave in silence, at least all of us over the age of something. <laughs> we'd like to leave in silence and then have our merry Christmases and so forth out in the lobby, and uh, begin the Christmas season. Amen. Hey, let's prepare.